I'm Mirza, and I really wish Cher was my second mom. And I'm Pooja. I'm the biggest Scorpio in Prospect Heights. So true. Do you have problems that you think are really important, but other people don't really want to hear about? These are problems that your therapist has told you to move on from. We're here to give you advice on all of them, from the nothing burger to the everything burger. Like, did you accidentally make eye contact with your boss in the Equinox Steam Room? Scandalous. Do you hate the soap in your in-law's bathroom? Are you afraid to run outside because you have terrible form? Does your boyfriend keep making out with his dog that has terrible breath and then trying to kiss you? Well, if you've experienced any of these problems, you may qualify for our advice. A quick little disclaimer, we are not trained professionals. If you do take our advice, please take with caution. Proceed with caution because we are the, the problem, problem solvers. solvers. Hi, I'm Deborah Messing. <laughs> and I'm late, as always. Confirmed. <laughs> Extremely late. 30 minutes late to today's recording. <laughs> That's all right. I was just stuck in the rain. We're all good. <laughs> we love our poo. Hi. <laughs> How's it going with you this week? I'm good. I'm good. I am curious because, you know, we're in October, it's fall. Yes. And I'm really curious Pumpkin to know. Mm -hmm, mm. Mm -hmm. Yes, all the candy is out. Yes. And the candles. <laughs> love it. All the decorations. I do love October. It is my favorite month. Yes. It, it's the superior month and yes. season, in my opinion. It's the Thursday of the calendar year. Oh, yes. You're so right. October is like Thursday and November and December are definitely, November is Friday morning and December is Friday night after six glasses of wine. You're so <laughs> right about that. Yeah, 100%. I love that. So um, I guess I'm just curious now that we are 30 plus, how should we approach- You shut your mouth. <laughs> 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 don't, don't read me like that yeah. out here. I'm also 30. Okay. okay. Wow. Good um, for you. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Fuck you. Uh, you're a good 30. You're good. You're a good 30. Shut up. I'm screaming. I'm I'm honestly, I'm dead. You're convulsing. Yeah. <laughs> that was what I was like. No, I, I actually can't because I have so much Botox in my face that I can't move it. <laughs> Yeah, me neither um, yet. <laughs> no, no, same. Okay. I'm just curious, like, what is the protocol for dressing up on Halloween when oh, lo, lo. you are an adult and you're in your 30s, right? Like, are we pro? Are we against? Like, I, I'm just curious what you think about that. The answer to your question around what to dress up for on Halloween depends on if you are heterosexual or homosexual. Okay, fair. Okay. In the gay world, Halloween is more important than Christmas, Hanukkah, and the 4th of July. Oh, okay. It is only second in command to Pride, which okay. of course happens in June. During Halloween, the gays are at their most powerful. <laughs> And it's very important to respect that in our culture, okay. okay? We will dress up, and we will dress up to the nines, okay? And our costumes- Or dress down, rather. Uh, amen. We yeah. will dress down. We will take off. Yeah. We will remove articles of clothing, <laughs> yeah. and that will- Our skin is our costume yeah. on Halloween, okay? And gays start planning for Halloween- when it's 97 degrees and humid in August, you mm -hmm. know, we need time. It's like a 60 day notice. We have mm -hmm. to work on our costumes, give thought to them and also hit Barry's boot camp. You know, like we've yeah. got to do all those things to prepare for this magical evening for okay. for our people. So if you're gay, you're probably not going to wear a lot 
Um, or if you do, it's going to obstruct people's ability to walk on the sidewalk because your <laughs> costume is going to be so all over. So right. those are kind of the two ends of the spectrum. Well, where do you land? Like, do you typically dress up and what do you what would you say your most favorite Halloween costume has been? Oh, that's a good question. I would say I have straddled both sides of mm-hmm. the, both ends of the spectrum mm-hmm. um straddled both ends like a good gay um <laughs> and you know i think i'm <laughs> i think i'm leaning towards dressing down this year oh. you know i think last year i went as a wrestler okay. which meant i wore a, a white singlet oh wow. and i was cold yeah, I was cold because it was a chilly Halloween. Yeah, and I was I was I was pretty chilly because I wasn't wearing underwear mm. and I just had a singlet on that covered my tidbits. Oh wow! Yeah, so may, I mean maybe this year I'll have to go as something. One year I went as Ann Coulter, <laughs> and that was a well received costume. I, Is that when you were in college? Yes, like in Georgetown. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yes. That, that seems like. Yes, it was very appropriate. It was when I was in university. I went as Ann Coulter and I made the paper. I made the paper because my costume was so good. I love that. They're like, wow, it's uncanny. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, oh, man. So that was probably a favorite one. Um, The wrestler was a pretty low energy, not thought out one. I was just trying to be a little thoughty. Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Um, what are you going to go as or what are you thinking of? What are you what's what's percolating? So this year I'm I'm in India for Halloween. Oh, yes. Yeah. They, they don't celebrate. It's more of a universal. I, they celebrate it. But they I, do. I mean, I have no idea what my situation is going to be. Sure. Like if I'm going to be um, like at a party, if I'm going to be at home. Yes, yes, like, yes. I didn't pack a costume. I can tell you in the gay world, a lot of men are going to go as Ken this year because yeah. of Barbie, the fascination and obsession around Barbie. A lot of men are going to go as Ken because all it requires is a Speedo and, you know, a white button up that's unbuttoned. Yes. <laughs> well, and a lot of women are going to be going as Barbie for Correct. sure, which I kind of love, hate all of the things. You know, I think it yep. can be done cute. I would say that my f- favorite Halloween costume I ever did was when I was a freshman in high school. I had this math teacher. Uh, she taught algebra. And I noticed she was a very systematic person. Like everything in her life was extremely systematic and, and down to even what she wore. And she was one of those people. It's like on Monday, she wore this like red button down. On Wednesday, she wore this white button down. Like she just had like five shirts and that's what she Love was Love a color coded queen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so... Her Thursday outfit, which was this like red boat neck top that my mom, it was from Talbot's and my mom happened to have Talbot's, it. not Talbot's. Yeah, it was from Talbot's. <laughs> Talbot's is the middle-aged woman's uh, Zara. Yes, indeed. <laughs> yes. I got it at Talbot's. People act, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my mom would like go and get it close from there and she'd be like acting different after. And yeah. I'm like, okay, queen. She's like, on. my energy vibration is higher. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she just. She was really hitting the runway. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I noticed that my mom had the same shirt. And I was like, wouldn't it be funny to dress up as my math teacher? So I did. Like, mm. I put my hair because she always wore her hair with like she had a side part and she put a clip on the side, this really uh, thick clip. And so I like pinned my hair back exactly like she did. I wore the shirt, my mom's shirt. I wore some chinos. And I was like, had a little name tag on that said Mrs. Miller. 
and Mrs. Miller. I won the how the costume contest. Oh yay! Yeah, yay! Nice. Thanks. It That's was, amazing. It was really fun. I'm glad that I did that. I've also I've had my fair share of like the thoughty costume, but yes. not the like in the bag. You know, sure, sure, I wasn't sure. the girl that was like, I'm gonna be a nurse, sexy nurse or whatever. Yes, yes, yes. But I would do my own little twist. Yes, yes. I'd just wear like a cute dress and be like, I'm a mob wife. <laughs> 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 It'd be like an Hervé Leger band. Yes, dress. yes, 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 like, yes. I'm a mob wife. And oh it's my. Like, Girl, girl, are you? <laughs> well, I whatever. I was definitely. I'm putting. I'm judging the the sexy nurses. Yes, yes. I I am judging the sexy nurses yes. and the sexy dragons as well. <laughs> I've never heard of. The you can put sexy dra- in front of everything. Yeah, sexy it's... chiropractors. <laughs> <laughs> like they're really going out there yeah. and trying to put sexy as a modifier to everything. <laughs> so true. <laughs> sexy yeah. depression. Sexy just... Mrs. Miller. Like. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I did get my first kiss after that. So it worked. Yeah. It really was a sexy Mrs. Yes, Miller costume. It was. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, I love that. Yeah. So yeah. I guess I'm curious what, what folks are doing this year for Halloween. Let us know. Yeah. Let us know in the comments. Let us know what sexy costume you'll be. Yeah. <laughs> what ordinary thing are you going to make sexy? Totally. I would love to know. Cannot wait. <laughs> That's amazing. Well, I can't wait to see if you do end up dressing up, and I will send you a photo of me as I'm dressing down please don't honestly i think that would be a sex just don't don't view it in public or near another human being (laughs) oh man so what are you up to this week well i'm really wet okay because it's raining cats and dogs yeah in new york city it's been raining for weeks yeah for years I don't remember life before rain. Honestly, yeah. And one of my biggest gripes of this inclement weather in New York is the umbrella. Mm. Now, I don't know if you know about the history of the umbrella, but it's a dark one. Okay. Okay. I mean, my personal history with umbrellas is dark, I will say, because I always either leave them somewhere or I forget to bring them somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Can I tell you that I have not owned an umbrella for maybe five years like i've not i don't have an umbrella in my home because one they are so annoying to carry around everywhere Mm -hmm. two in new york we are arguably a more windy city than chicago or anywhere else I really you, think that, you need to take that back. No, Wind, more I'm windy city take, than Chicago. We are literally the, the Chicago is called the windy city. Do you know it's called the windy city because of the politics, not because of the weather? Oh my god, this is the first time she's been quiet. <laughs> Proceed. <laughs> Chicago is called the windy city because of the politics, not because of the weather. Okay. Anywho, uh, you're out with your umbrella in New York and the umbrella flips because it's windy at those cross streets. And that that breeze from the Hudson or from the East River just flips your umbrella and then it goes flying. And you bet your bottom dollar. I'm not going to run after that GD umbrella when it's going down the street. So five years ago, I swore them off. I swore them out of my life. I said, never again, umbrella. And I invested in rain jackets. Okay. Yeah. And that was a really smart move, I think, on my part, because the rain jacket, it's nice. You can just put it on and put the hood on. You can Mm -hmm. still have your headphones under the hood. You have your arms free. They're just flailing or in your pockets. You can like still have your coffee. It's really an ideal thing. And I was walking here and it's pouring cats and dogs and all these other people have umbrellas. And you know what sucks about having an umbrella is people are walking and it like covers their line of sight Mm -hmm. and then they 
it increases everyone's radius. Yes. It increases the square footage that you take up on the sidewalk. Sure. And then me, poor little me, with just my rain jacket, is, is just unable to navigate the sidewalk because everyone now is taking up the size of a 600-pound sumo wrestler yeah. on the sidewalk. So... This really doesn't have a solution because I already have the solution and I'm not going to change other people's behaviors, but I'm really v annoyed about the whole umbrella situation. Yeah, yeah. No, I hear you. I hear you. Because, like, the rain is bearable if you have the right gear. Correct. Like, if you have the right rain jacket, you're wearing the right shoes and everything. Yeah. Um, but if you're not, then it's just, ugh. Yeah. It's the worst. I know. I had, I literally rolled my pants up like to here. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I was not trying. The feeling of the bottom of your pants being wet. Is the feeling of your socks being wet. Oh. The feeling of your so shoes, the feeling of your shoes being soaked. It's awful. It's, it's, I would, it's time to jump off a bridge. Like no. I can't. <laughs> so. Like two weeks ago, I, I was taking that like acting workshop. Yes. And okay, it was pouring down rain oh, lo, lo. for like the seven minute walk. I had an umbrella, mm. mind you. And I think I was even wearing a rain jacket actually. But like basically from the thigh down, the rain was somehow raining sideways. That happened because of the wind. Yes. <laughs> and so my, the whole, all my pants were just like, my pants were drenched. And then my shoes were soaked and my socks were soaked and I couldn't like just leave and go home or anything. But it was to the point where it was like soaking wet. And this girl in my class, you know, if you're listening, I love you, girl. Um, she had just been she just came back from like a weekend away and she had her suitcase in the bathroom and she changed into like like a pair of sweatpants that she had in her suitcase because she was also wet. Oh. And she was like, well, do you want to wear something of mine? This girl was like a like she was small, okay? She was like a size 2. Yes. And annoying. Well, yeah. <laughs> just kidding. You know, whatever, but I was just like, "Um, I don't think we're the same size." Yeah. And she was like, "No, I have some like sweatpants or like some shorts." So, she gave me this pair. This is actually so cool. She gave me this pair of like pajama shorts that on her, I bet were like super baggy and like kind of like, mm -hmm. like whatever, just like yeah, yeah. sweatpants shorts on me. They were full on booty shorts <laughs> and I had to wear them because I just truly had no choice. Like it was that uncomfortable how wet my pants were and my socks oh, and everything. No. So I wore the booty shorts to the class and it was thankfully not the day that I had to get up and perform. Oh my gosh. Okay. But you were just I, a spectator. I was a spectator and I really like sat in the corner and like had like my script over my lap. It was just awful. Like we're having to wear shorts in public when you're not prepared to wear shorts in public. Absolutely. is not okay. No, it's not. It's really, it's, 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 personally offensive yes yeah, yeah i was really ready to just go home that day like i like to be prepared to know when my pants are coming you know what i'm saying yes and yeah. i haven't even worn shorts in public like even to the gym i wear like leggings like yeah, yeah. sometimes i wear bike shorts but it's like yeah yeah uh, i that was that was honestly that you were was like you're you're traumatized it was definitely humiliating but i mean it's just because you weren't ready for it yes yeah. but i will say that i and on the other hand it's like because we live in New York, I feel like everyone wears everything. Yes. And there's no standard at there's all. No. I feel like when I see that uh, Instagram page watching New York. Yes. And they're like, 
I guess supposed to be the most fashionable people in New York or maybe most interesting people to look at. They're interesting for sure, but I wouldn't call that fashionable. They're wearing like athleisure. <laughs> it's No, something. it's not even that. It's literally like people who go into a Goodwill or a thrift shop and oh, they yeah. wear like every different type of clothing you would imagine. Thrifting has become a thing. People are obsessed with thrifting these days and it's listed as a hobby on people's dating profiles. It's something that takes up their weekend hours. I haven't dived into that culture yet but it really see like the people that like to do it like love to do it i'm not trying to bring bed bugs into my home that sounds terrifying yeah that would i would self-cancel myself no <laughs> yeah, I'm not, i don't want it no okay well that's that's my rant about shorts no i like that okay when you're wearing pants you should not have to be forced to wear shorts. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the moral of that. Thank you, Dad. Yeah. That's why I want you to be like come to my gym class yeah. in middle school and be like, she does not want to wear shorts. This is for all those kids in middle school and high school. You should not have to wear shorts in mm -hmm. gym class. You wear leggings. You wear your joggers. You wear your tracksuit. And you work it. Okay, thank you so much. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Should we get into our advice seekers problem of the week? Yes. Cool. Hi, problem solvers. This is less of a question, but more of a PSA asking people to stop doing this. Oh, oh boy. I recently became a therapist mood and my friends and family will not stop bombarding me with their problems and asking for my professional input. Oh, oh, Lolo. I love them and I'm happy to support them as a friend, but they need to seek their own professional help. What can I do to establish boundaries so I don't play therapist 24-7? Oh, man. Oh, my goodness. This is so interesting because I have a very my one of my closest, closest girlfriends is a psychotherapist. Yeah. And I absolutely might borderline abuse that. <laughs> Why am I not surprised? I'm so sorry, Daisy. I love you. I, I, if I'm having a rough day, if I'm having a problem in my life, I will text her. Yeah. And it's literally like, I'm not asking her to give me advice as a therapist, but I know that that's already how she inherently thinks because mm -hmm. that's her chosen profession and she's amazing at it. Um, and I love hearing how passionately she talks about her work with her clients and in school. And, um, you know, I always just like ask her and I, it's not that I weigh her advice more than my other friend's advice, but just knowing that she's like trained in the human psyche and knows how mm -hmm. to approach a problem in a systematic way and structured way as a therapist, just like makes me feel comfortable in the advice. Do you know, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, I totally like, agree. Like she's, she's professionally trained in this, um, yeah. but I do, uh, you know, in the back of my head, I am like, oh my gosh, I bet she's so annoyed. She's like, here's Mirza with another problem. Yeah, <laughs> no, totally. And because you're right, at, at, at the end of the day, she is your friend. Yeah. So she's bringing that to it, but she's she is also bringing like her lived experience as a therapist and her knowledge and everything. I guess it's hard hard to like compartmentalize or separate that, right? Exactly. I mean, yeah, and because as a friend, 
friends are kind of like therapists to their friends in the sense that like we know the backstory it's like i have a file on you in my brain and it's like i've been taking notes for five years don't you dare ever export that file to anybody there is a hipaa (laughs) law for friends i would say there is definitely a hipaa it's a hipaa shut your mouth Yeah. (laughs) yeah but i don't know i just i feel like it would be unnatural for her to have a conversation with you and be like, okay, I'm going from therapist friend to, or I'm going from my therapist to brain to my friend brain. But you know, actually maybe not though, because if someone is a therapist, they might be more likely to give like harsher advice or Mm. more real advice. And as a friend, you might want to preserve someone's friendship. Um, I'm not saying that that happens with your friend. I'm just yeah, talking yeah. about like in general, no, like, cause you know, we're trying talking about, is there a distinction between someone when they're talking to you with their friend brain or their therapist brain? For sure. Do you have um, some friends that you go to when you're like, oh my gosh, I have this problem. I need to talk to you about it. Oh yeah, absolutely. Good. I do. I have like a very small group of people who like it's very reciprocal. Like I have mm. one friend where I could talk to her as if I was talking to my therapist and she will kind of therapize me in nice. a way. And she loves therapy and you know does her own self-work and's really interested in the field in general. So like I I trust her as like a person from like a moral compass. Yes. perspective, but I also like trust her smarts and like her perspective mm. on something. And I was actually telling her something um the other night i had her her, i had her over for dinner and i was just telling her something that was going on in my life and she just kind of like repeated it back to me in a way that was Mm -hmm. like it sounds like you are feeling this yeah she yeah she was like it sounds like you are feeling this but like tell me is that actually how you're feeling and i was like oh my god i myself wasn't even able to like vocalize it it's nice when you get an objective well it's not totally objective because they're your close friend but just somebody who can sort of like turn the mirror on you and be like is this what i'm like this is what i'm seeing is this what you're seeing and then kind of makes you reconsider your own thoughts and i feel like those are kind of the best friends to have because they can give you more than a therapist can because I think therapists, obviously, they totally differ in their approach from person to person, even the type of therapy they're giving you. But like I've had therapists who truly it's like they don't want to show their cards at all. They just listen the whole time or they'll be like, maybe they'll say, tell me more about something, but they will never give their opinion. I've had therapists who do give their opinion. I've had people who give me the opinion or I'm like, this is so wrong. I've had one therapist therapists can be wrong yes and they are people (laughs) that was emphatic i like that no (laughs) yes yes i like that they are therapists are people too they are not perfect you don't have to be perfect to become a therapist no i know some that i'm like "Mm, hello you don't have to be psychologically perfect you just i think not just obviously it's a lot of work to become a therapist but you have to understand i think how human emotion and thought work and different approaches to listening and kind of mm-hmm. responding to them. But you as a person, you don't, you can still be a serial killer and be a therapist. Do you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like you don't have to be perfect. <laughs> yeah, no, you're so right. And have you ever been in a situation where you've like broken up with a therapist or had kind of like a negative experience? 
I started therapy about three and a half, four years ago with mm-hmm. my first ever therapist. Oh, wow. So I didn't start, I guess maybe I'm a late bloomer in New York terms to yeah. therapy. I started therapy when I was 28. Okay. So you all do that math to find out my earth age. Oh, and <laughs> and I have not, I've had the same same therapist, Brian. Hey, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> He's probably t- watching this, taking notes, being like, is he growing? Is he learning? Um, Don't give Brian so much credit, okay? Because okay, no, he's, he's not getting paid to he's watch not, he's this. Not, I'm, he's not on the clock. He's not, on the, exactly. he's not watching this. He's like, I'm actually actively avoiding it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's like, I have to listen to him talk for an hour. Literally. He's like, yeah. no, no more. Um, yeah. Yeah, so I I have not broken up with Brian. We're still going. Um, he's a gay man. He mm-hmm. um, he's a walking distance from my apartment. Um, nice. I see him Tuesdays. That's my. Why that's are my you job. giving so much information, damn? Uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, okay, we just cut that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, Brian's great. Um, you know, I think it's hard, and I think to your point, friends. It's so nice to get advice and kind of like quote unquote quote therapy from friends Mm -hmm. because they have all of the built-in context of Mm. you and your life and your relationships because they've witnessed it firsthand whereas a therapist is someone that you are coming to and you have to sort of download them on all of that Mm -hmm. so everything that you share with them is from your perspective. Whereas with friends, like they can see because they're around you and they witness. So they're able to interpret situations like, you know, first party interpretation. Do you know what I'm saying? Versus a therapist, everything you're telling them is from you. So it's inherently skewed. Yeah. And that's actually (laughs) so wild to me because like, can you imagine? I mean, not, I don't, I'm trying to even understand how to say this, but it's like, there are people who go into therapy and they're just obviously giving like their side of the story and their side of the story only. hundred percent. And I'm sure that therapists understand and know how to like suss out if someone is kind of, yeah, like maybe just drilling down on one thing or being kind of they can spell doing, a narcissist exa- from a mile away. Exactly. I was just about to say that I was like narcissistic behavior, but like on the other hand, on like really small things, you could like truly go into a therapist's office and like lie about every detail about your life. I think that would and be I'm, a great waste of money. It would be. But I think if someone is like, is that's their mental affliction or whatever, it's like, that is what it is. But uh, yeah, I'm, I, 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 I'm sure there are therapists out there that can like identify like someone who's like lying. I mean, I'm sure that there are, but I agree with you. Like, I I think that that it's would just be like so- the concept of therapy. Totally. Yeah. Uh, yeah. As we yeah. were talking, about, it's like, it's totally up to you to download your therapist on what's going on in your life. So it's like, you are also responsible for sharing the facts and yeah. like, what is fact and what is fiction like the therapist doesn't know because they don't know you outside of this the therapist is only as good as the information you give them yeah yeah the therapy is only as good yeah sorry the therapy is only as good as the information that you provide in your sessions so you have to lean into it like if you want to get this you know something positive out of it otherwise it's just like not valuable yeah totally Uh, Pooja have you broken up with a therapist before I have um she was actually my first therapist in New York. Okay. I had one in DC, I think, that I really liked, but she was my first therapist in New York. And she was younger than me, which was like red flag, number one. Truly. In my opinion, Truly. it was not what I was looking for. And 
man, I think because she was younger, mm-hmm. it made her. It seemed like it made her want to be like really enforcing boundaries in this way that felt intense. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I just I just feel like every like communications were, with her were like very like tense and like yes. yeah I don't know. It's just I feel like she was like really trying to like show her. Like, I am therapist. It, hear me roar. Yeah, like or it's like I'm in charge here, and it's like totally. But like this is also supposed to be like a kind of a nurturing relationship. And I don't think it's supposed to be an authority thing. Yeah, I don't think so either. Or I guess not for me. I didn't like that. And yeah. Um, at one point in our last session, she said something to me that I felt was like really off base. She was like, it seems like you have this behavior because of X thing in your life. And I was like, wait, what? Like, why would you say that? Mm. And it felt like, you know, I'd gone from having therapists that were pretty, they didn't really share much of, or like they weren't trying to connect the dots in a way that unless you were really asking for it yeah 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 yeah, they're almost like forcing a narrative yes yeah it 100 felt like she was forcing a narrative yeah and i just got up in the middle of it and i was like i cannot keep seeing you bye and i cannot believe i did that because that's brave bold it feels like a very unnatural thing to do and but i just was so fed up at this point i mean i'd seen her for like maybe five sessions and each session i just was like i don't really, really like her i don't really like her let me keep trying it it's a though. slow burn of therapist death <laughs> exactly and yeah. then i did a stand up show a month later that was literally called like therapy and i was you were supposed to talk about your experience with therapy on stage i told the story about leaving the therapy session then i went to the like madison square shake shack that's like outside uh-huh. And she was in line in front of me Lord, right she, after the show. Have to eat too. I know, but it was just. What's a, that about? It was crazy. <laughs> and I had said hello because Small I was just world. like, I did kind of want to be like, I just told a story about you on stage. Oh, la, la. <laughs> well, okay, Mirrors, what's your pee on the advice seeker situation? I get it. If I were a therapist and I had my friends constantly asking me for advice as a therapist, I would get annoyed if they were framing it that way. Mm-hmm. Do I get annoyed if my friends come to me with their problems and they want to hear my authentic opinion, mm-hmm. like my opinion, um, not a diagnosis of somebody? I am more than happy to listen to them because I think that's what friends are for. Yeah. So I would say to the advice seeker, Talk to your friends, listen to them, and if they're asking you for professional therapy advice, just tell them, hey, I'm your friend first and a therapist second, um, mm-hmm. and I'm going to help you as much as I can, but you know, if, if you have chronic issues with something or someone... I can refer you to one of my friends um, yeah. who's also a therapist at a different firm um, yeah. who can who can talk to you. And they have yeah. a great rate and yeah. they can listen to you. Um, and I'm always here to talk to you as your friend to tell you if someone's doing something that I'm not happy with. But if you need more um, support than that, like I can I can hook you up with somebody that I know is really good. That's great advice. That's what I would say. Um, Pooh, what's your pee on the situation? Exactly the same as you. I completely agree with that. And as you were talking, it did make me think of sometimes people in my life will be like, you're a comedian. Like, oh, the you, worst. you like, 
like, I have a funny idea for a joke or like, here's some material for you. And like always kind of brings it back to like yeah. me being a comedian. And it's always like, you don't need to do that. Like, yeah, totally. it's like, please don't. I know. People, it's like, uh, yeah. yeah, it's like we can have a funny conversation. And yeah. it's like all my friends are really funny who are not comedians. Yeah. But like the minute someone and it, this is really actually like my close friends who do this. Yeah. But it's like always acquaintances who are like, I've got some material for you for the stage. Or they'll approach me and be like, I have to give a speech at my sister's wedding. Can you help me write it? And I'm like. We're everyone is capable of being funny. You just got to dig down and do it. Totally. I'm not like someone. Yeah. Yeah. Or just go to Toastmasters or whatever. If you want to do that. Toastmasters. Yeah. I know. I know. It's so hard. People are always coming up to me. They're like, Mirza, you're so beautiful and funny. Like, what? What are your secrets? And I'm just like, stop heckling me. Let me live. Exactly. <laughs> you know, you know, know. The life. it's hard. It's <clears throat> so hard out here. OK, well, well, we love our therapists. But we also love our friends and let's just let them do their thing. Yes. Don't blur the line between professional and friendship. Totally. Another problem solved. solved. Hey, did you like that episode? Well, if you did, please rate it five stars on Spotify, Apple or wherever you listen to this episode. And make sure to come back every Wednesday for brand new episodes of The Problem Solvers. See you then. 